Hey everyone, welcome to Healthy Mind, Happy Life Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Engler. I believe that we can all move through life transitions without losing who we are, but it takes the right support, community, and connection to carry us through. We can heal through sharing experience, strength, and hope. Each week, we will have genuine and real conversations that will inspire you to shift your mindset to live a happier, free life. Hey guys, I just wanted to share that I have a couple promotions going on right now. The first is I am offering a 30-minute free session for anyone who wants to come on and interview and share their story because there's so much power in us sharing our stories with one another. And I know that's really vulnerable and scary, but I highly encourage that heard you if you have a story that it deserves to be heard. And the second offering that I have is if you refer a friend. So if you're a client of mine and you refer a friend, your friend gets an hour session for free and so do you. And we have a new counselor here at Elevate Your Life who is primarily working with teens and adolescents, but also will see adults. Her name is Andrea, and you can schedule through me with her. So our practice is growing, and we're so happy to be able to provide our community with more resources. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. So I have to just admit that I'm always encouraging people to set boundaries But I am constantly breaking my own boundaries, such as I, uh, like a month ago, actually, I made it down to one cup of coffee a day, okay? I usually have like three or more. I don't actually know, but I know I have a lot of caffeine. And I made it down to like one a day, and I was operating on that, and it actually felt really good. And then, I don't know, I slowly just increased my way back up to my ridiculous amount of caffeine. And so I'm just the number one perpetrator of breaking my own boundaries. I guess we can't be perfect. It's just one of those things that I really love. I love caffeine. It's something that I look forward to every day. And I have my routine You know, and I honestly feel like it's the most consistent thing in my life. I know I have other, I have consistent people in my life, but I would say like caffeine shows up for me every single day and it's there for me when I need it. It gives me something to look forward to. It brings me a lot of joy when I'm drinking it. And so I think that we all need that thing, whatever it might be, a person or an item or whatever it is that gives you that little moment of joy throughout your day. So yes, I break my boundaries. It's something I talk to myself about every single day, but it's one of those things that's worth breaking boundaries for because I love caffeine and I honestly need it to keep up with my kids. I call it go-go juice. Well, not my coffee, but my I, I drink this other stuff and my kids will be like, what are you drinking? And I'm like, go-go juice. Actually, I can't coin that. My friend coined that. But it is go-go juice because it makes me want to go-go, get up and go-go with these kids that always are go-go. So I need something because 
I don't know when that transition happens from child energy levels to adult energy levels, but somewhere it changed and I don't remember when. I just know that I'm tired all the time, even with a good night's sleep. So coffee's my best friend. I know that you already know that, but me and coffee are friends and You know, you all have those friends that are a reason, a season, and a lifetime, and coffee will always be a lifetime friend. So on a serious note, I did want to take some time today to talk about self-acceptance. So today, I wanted to explore this topic of self-acceptance. Like what? I don't, like you would have asked me this, I mean, even a year ago, I would have been like, Tell me how, make me a roadmap, and please just get me there. And because I'm, of course, I always want instant gratification. And so what I've come to realize is that it's a process, as I always say, a process that's always unfolding and unraveling for me. And I'm always finding out new things, good, bad, indifferent. And I know so many people that come in here and sit on the couch or a friend that calls me or a family member that reaches out to me. We talk about all these different areas in our life that are affecting us, but we never really call it self-acceptance. But that's basically what we're talking about is our frustration with not being able to connect with ourselves, not being able to accept ourselves, just feeling that frustration of why can't I be like that person? Or why can't I just get out of my head? Why can't I, why can't I, I should, I should, I should, I should. But that's what it is, guys, right? Like we're talking about self-acceptance and all of us desire it and want it and want to be to that place. But I I hope this... (laughs) I hope this doesn't sound too defeating, but I don't think any of us ever fully reach that self-acceptance, right? We can get there, we arrive there, but then sometimes we wander, we take a step back, we detour, and or something in, happens in our life and it triggers another layer to pe- peel, to, to peel back. So I I do really believe that this process is always unfolding with that being said, with each layer that we're unfolding and unwrapping, it's extremely painful and frustrating and a lot of our worth gets tied up into it. So when we feel like we got to this place, right, of rhythm and self-acceptance and, you know, I'm in a good spot and then something happens or we feel like we're taking a step back, we tie that up with our self-worth, but really they're not always step back or they're not always a step back. Sometimes it's just another door to walk through. It's another moment in our life, painful moments usually that we have to walk through and go through that door and experience that to peel back that layer. So it's really us continuing to move forward But that pain is so familiar that it feels like we're taking a step back. So the journey of self-acceptance, really, for most people, and this isn't true for everyone, but for most people, begins with the Saturn return. 
And what the Saturn return is, well, it happens every 29.5 years or something like that. And that's why I have a lot of people, mostly women, but a lot of people come into my office around 28, 27 years old, sometimes even like 30, 31 and say like, what is wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? And just feeling completely disconnected from who they are. That is the Saturn return because the Saturn return is a point in our life where we start to question everything. It's basically when we move quote into adulthood, right? Even though it feels like in our twenties, we're doing that by finishing college or starting careers and building families and doing all the things that make us independent from, um, our parents. But we go through that phase and then we kind of hit this wall for And it can last up to three years. Some I've seen it play out. It doesn't mean it's going to feel heavy for three years, but it definitely plays itself out for that amount of time because you're basically tearing down structures and constructs and belief systems in your life that you've spent 29 years building, right? Influences from your parents, from your environments, from school and the different environments that you've been in. And so at 29, we'll just go with that age, 29, give or take, we start reassessing all of that and questioning, is that ours? Is that what we want in our life? Or do we want something different? And what that comes with is a lot of feelings of betrayal, um, not being loyal, feel like we're doing something wrong or going against what our families have have taught us or raised us as, or just our own belief system that we've come to form about ourselves. And that is extremely, extremely painful. Like that's, I don't even feel like there's words to describe what that pain feels like. But But it is because it goes against everything that you have known for 29 years, right? And I had a friend once tell me there's something about the nines on every night. So 19, 29, 39, 40, there's always something that, and it's usually a layer as I see it, a layer that if we hit this wall, we get really frustrated and down, depressed, anxious, But then the layer starts to reveal itself. And and then we have to walk through that, right? So there is something about the nines. And for 29, that is the Saturn return. It's really of this, this age and stage of coming into who you are and really moving into adulthood and experiencing what that's like. So this is an extremely powerful time that's defined by these profound growing pains that will act as a catalyst to this, essentially this metamorphosis, right? This extreme change in your life of the way you think and act and behave. And a lot of us are not prepared for it. I know I was not prepared for it at all. And I felt like I was having a total setback in my life when I had done all this work to get sober and build my career And then I came into motherhood 
And shortly after I had my second is when I experienced my Saturn return. And that's when I started to navigate my uh, eating disorder, my disordered eating, whatever you want to call it, and question the relationships in my life, who I wanted in my life, even family. And that was really difficult because I had to set very clear and firm boundaries with some family members that I was really close with and that didn't understand what I was working through. And honestly, I don't know how they would because I didn't even understand it at the time. I just knew that there were things that I needed to change and boundaries that I needed to set. So what started to happen was I kind of fleed from the inside. Is this term that I've heard before in um, in a book and they talk about fleeing from the inside. It's like when you feel completely disconnected or disassociated, you're just not present at all. You're completely on autopilot. Life's happening, but like you're just not there, right? You're checked out. You feel like you're in survival mode and that's what it was. So what happens is when you, what could happen, right, is if you're living or operating in that state of mind for a significant amount of time, it, the research has shown that it, it can result in long-term disconnected states of mind. And that's why sometimes it feels like it, it lasts for a really long time. Because if you are disconnecting in any way, it's going to take some time to build back and reconnect. Okay, did you hear that? It gives your it takes time to build it back. And if you come from any history of trauma in your childhood or as an adolescent or even as an adult, then this can take a little longer to find self-acceptance because like I said, self-acceptance is a journey. But if you've had some type of trauma or something happened to you, especially at an early age, those pathways were formed during crucial developmental years. So that's going to take a while and some support from a therapist or some type of treatment for PTSD and trauma to to form new pathways and heal. So again, this is a layer, right? Like maybe the first layer is recognizing it. The second layer is navigating your trauma. The third layer is finding that connection to self. So it's it there's stages and everyone's looks different. And what happens during this time is we start doing the shadow work, right? So shadow work is really looking at those bad parts that we don't like about ourselves. And they're really not even necessarily bad parts. That's just the way we see it. But the parts that we don't like about ourselves and learning to find acceptance with those things that have happened to us or the things that we don't like about ourselves and really coming to terms with with that realization. And, you know, guys, the thing is, Love is flexible. It doesn't have to look or feel a certain way all the time. You know, it's like that term body positivity. 
I like it, but I honestly, I like body neutrality better because we aren't going to feel positive and accept our bodies all the time, just like ourselves. Like we aren't meant to live in a state of self-acceptance. So love can be flexible. And I want you to remind yourself of that, that you're not going to have love for yourself every day. You're not going to like yourself every day. And there's certain things that we do that we're not going to be proud of or we don't like, or there's things that happen and we feel guilty or ashamed of it. And so we aren't meant to live in this state all the time. It's more so about redirecting those thoughts and having that love for yourself enough to give yourself grace instead of taking the pathway of beating yourself up. So that's what love is. It's not always about this feeling of, oh, I'm a confident, happy person and I accept who I am and accept my body and accept this. That's not what it looks like all the time. Sometimes it is, I'm really frustrated with myself today, so I'm going to give myself grace and just be gentle or not not be around other people or not have a certain conversation today or just let the let you know play the day out and um and so self love is that right is also giving yourself grace and flexibility and gentleness when you are having a difficult time or hating on yourself really I find it important to talk about these stages of a spiritual awakening because Saturn return is that it is an awakening. You could call it whatever you want. But for me, it was very much an awakening, right? I felt like my eyes were open and I saw things differently for the first time in my life. And I connected to all these concepts that people have been telling me or I've been telling myself, but I never really connected with it. And so this is what it was. Like I felt myself embody these concepts and really navigate these changes. And I was willing to do what what I needed to do, even the incredibly painful and hard things in order to find that freedom, to find that self-acceptance and self-love. Because at the end of the day, I only have myself. Yes, I have people in my life that love me and care about me and support me. But it's me and I have to find a way. No one can do it for me. I have to find a way to be okay with myself and how I navigate and operate in this world. And so the stages of a spiritual awakening have very much been first, like I said, an awareness, right? Recognizing and challenging thinking about these things differently, the way you operate and navigate and see things, the lens you see things through. So having this awareness, then realizing what no longer serves you. What do you need to let go of? What is hindering you? Right? What is hindering you? What is holding you back? Is it people pleasing, saying yes to everything? Is it anger? Is it conflict in relationships? Is it toxic relationships? Like, what is it that is really that you don't want in your life anymore? Then what happens is these aha moments. You start to, things just start to click, like I was saying. You start to 
have this awakening. You're like, oh, I get it now. I get it. I get it. That's that's the best way I can explain it. And then you start to break through a layer. That layer really starts to become just peeled back and you can really start to see what's underneath that. So then the work begins, right? You Yes, that is work as well, all those other stages. But this is when you, the nitty gritty of, you know, get down and dirty and do the work. And a lot of things are going to resurface. So be gentle with yourself during this time. There is no time frame on how long it takes you to do this work. It just is, it's going to work out the way that it needs to. It's going to take you the amount of time that it needs to. So it can foster a safe, positive experience, right? Yes, it can be painful, but if you walk through this and you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and and you teach yourself how to give yourself grace through these really difficult times and give yourself permission to move forward or pull back, whatever that might look like, then you're going to have a more positive experience navigating this, this whole awakening. So then it just keeps going, right? The, then you'll start to feel this freedom, this weight lifted, this, you know, the rocks coming out of your backpack and things just start feeling a little bit lighter, more balanced in your life. And then I'm sorry, but something else is going to happen, right? Either something's going to trigger it or you're just going to come to this realization and you're going to walk through it again. But this time it's not that outer layer, it's an inner layer. And, and then this process just keeps going and going because like we're never meant to reach a destination and it's always a process that we're continuing to, to connect with ourselves and evolve, right? Because that's really what it's about is continuing to evolve and be a better version of ourselves and pass that on to our kids or to people around us and spread that. And each layer is intentional. The universe will support or God, whatever you believe in, will support this process that you're walking through. And you can't get to the core layer because you wouldn't be able to handle it. You'd have a mental breakdown about who you are, right? So it needs to be a slow and steady peel back to get to that core layer. That's really the road to self-acceptance, I know it sounds bumpy, it sounds messy, it sounds like there's detours and, uh, you know, these these other roads that you can take, but you still have choice along the way. You get to choose what this pathway looks like. You get to choose to do the work if you want to if, and if you don't want to. So that's what I want you guys to remember. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Please share with me your thoughts and where you're at in your spiritual journey. Bye, guys.